Hello, everybody, and welcome again to 30 Below with Allie and Rick. I'm Allie. And I'm Rick, and today we are discussing Deck the Halls. This is from 2006, and what's its rating on Rotten Tomatoes? 6%. Ooh, yeah. 6%. Yep. Starring Dane DeVito and Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. What's our logline for this one? Uh, Christmas in a quaint New England town takes a shot on the grill when an anal-retentive optometrist clashes with his obnoxious neighbor. Indeed. Uh, this one is directed by a man named John Whitesell. Uh, he's pretty prolific, done a lot of television. Oh. Uh, he's done something that we've seen. He directed Holidate. Holidate was great! Yep. And he's also, <laughs> much more in line with this, Responsible for Big Mama's House 2 and 3. Not the first one. Nope. Mm -mm. But he directed the two where we had to think of new reasons why Martin Lawrence had to be Big Mama. Wow. Okay. Well, you can't win them all. You can't. Apparently, right. you can lose most of them. And because Holiday, I really enjoyed Holiday, and I, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, this one. Oof. It was so frustrating. It was so frustrating to watch. And it had that trope where, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but it had that trope where, like, one person comes in and screws up another person's life, and then it turns, or it they try to make it seem like this one person who has had their life turned upside down by this other person is the bad person because they hurt the other person's feelings. Yeah. It's like, hey, you got mad at this tidal wave for destroying your house. That tidal wave existed too, you know. Right. And like the <laughs> the family of the person whose house got destroyed by the tidal wave is like, no, it's not the tidal wave. It's you. <gasps> uh, uh, oh, this was so frustrating. Yeah, so, all right, we open with some nice model work and some CGI birds flying around. I knew they were CGI. I was, yeah. I almost wrote that down, but I was like, I, whatever. It was just such a weird touch because it the was. birds didn't need to be it there. It made it seem like we were about to see an animated film. Yeah, it felt very animated, and with the model work at the start, it's like, I get what they were going for. It felt like they were kind of trying to show we were inside a snow globe or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they didn't go far enough. No. Like, they were trying to show an actual town. Right. Or maybe trying to make it fake. I don't know. Yeah. And we meet our lead character, uh, played by Matthew Broderick. I don't remember any of the characters' names. I so. wrote them down. Ooh. His name is Steve. Steve Finch, which apparently, if you cast or if you have a character named Finch, you just gotta cast Matthew Broderick because, like, Jade Pierpont Finch, and that's the only other one that I can think of. But uh, David Spade played a Finch on news, not news radio, on Just Shoot Me. But th but then that doesn't count because we're talking. You about have Matthew. to cast Matthew Broderick. Right? If someone's yeah, a Finch. Matthew Broderick should have been cast on in that news radio. Just Shoot Me. Just, or in that Just Shoot Me uh, role, he probably turned it down or something. Like, he was definitely supposed to play that role. He would have been busy filming Election at the time. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so it... We, we do the... Is this better or this better? Because he's this an optometrist. Yeah, so they're like in an eye exam. He's in an eye exam with this old woman. I can't remember her name. Um, but, but she it, doesn't want glasses because they make her look old. Right. And he pulls it away and we can clearly see that she is old. Um, and then he takes a random pair of glasses. Oh, uh, Allie, sorry. Um, you forgot to hold for laughs when we discovered that she was old. Oh, and then he pulls away the eye exam thing and then we discover that she is old. And hold for laughs. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and then he's like, wait a second, and pulls out this random pair of glasses and puts them on her and she's like, I look hot. That's what? not how glasses work. That's so apparently not how... he had pre-guessed and made her prescription and also, he's an optometrist, not an optician. Right. I just wrote that down. My mom was an optician, so she would, like, fit people for glasses and, like, help them pick out frames and everything. Like, I know what an optician does versus an optometrist. Yes. And he was doing both jobs of optometrist and optician. Which I can see that as, like, if you're the only eye guy in the small town that you do the eye exams and you sell the glasses. But you wouldn't have the glasses in the eye exam room. But no, you wouldn't have them in there and they mm. wouldn't be pre-made. They wouldn't already be prescription. Yeah, they would just, yeah, that was. Which just sets us off to the level of care given to all of the alley logistics in this movie. Uh, yep. Um, and then... And then a foreigner falls down, and it's mm-hmm, fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's Fred Armisen, who will show up periodically doing his Fred Armisen thing. Yep, yep. Um, people are talking about... Or there's one guy who, like, works in the town square, I guess? I think he's the mayor. Is he the mayor? Yes. I'm pretty sure he's the mayor. Because I think they mentioned something during the race about him being the mayor as well. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, wasn't he wearing like a... a like yeah, he's wearing like a worker's outfit. A worker's vest? Okay. In a small town, mayor, like, that's not your main job. You just do that as well as your actual job. I guess. I had no idea he was the mayor. Um, but the mayor is talking about how he's so good at keeping secrets and he can keep a secret. Um, and then... <laughs> That he immediately divulges that Sheriff Dave likes to dress in women's clothing. That's not the phrasing he uses? No, it's not, but I would rather not use we'll the say, phrasing. Yeah, he doesn't use a straight-up slur, but no. uses language that right. it's not just very not, nice. Yeah, not very, yeah, nice. Um, and it's kind of set up that, um, Steve, Matthew Broderick, is, like, the Christmas guy. Yeah. Because apparently they have guys who, like, take over each holiday decoration. Which, it's like, in a small town you have houses that, like, go bigger for Christmas, but you never think of the guy. Right, yeah. And it's... Like, nobody's an expert on the 4th of July, or I don't know what the other one was. Uh, Halloween. Memorial Day is what he mentioned. Memorial Day. No, because nobody wanted Halloween, which is ridiculous because Halloween is awesome. Yeah, 
everyone who loves putting up decorations would take Halloween. Right. Whereas, what is Memorial Day? Yeah, no. Have the most flags? Yeah, I don't know. It's around my birthday, so I would just decorate it like it was my birthday. <laughs> and we meet Matthew Broderick's family. We uh, do. He has a... He comes in with the Christmas calendar. It's not an advent calendar, which is... Advent calendars are actually a thing. Mm-hmm. And it said it's a Christmas calendar. And that just means it's a calendar for the month of December that I guess he had custom-made to plan what they do each night of December. I don't from know. From the I... first until Christmas. Because he's like, the third is when you put up the wreath. Oh... Yeah, it's... Yep. I don't understand, Well, but. also, he walks in the door, and, um, Kristen... I wrote down Kristen Johnson, but I don't think that's her actual name. Um, but Charlotte from Sex and the City is his wife. Um, her name is Kelly. She has a bowl, which just looks like raw eggs, um, and she immediately feeds him from the bowl, and, uh, he you know, recoils back, and she's like, it's the raw quail eggs, isn't it? It's the quail eggs. It's it's the slimy, gritty texture. Um, and, like, ob- obviously. Um, and she's like, well, what did you think of the curry? She's like, it's awful, isn't it? Like, and apparently she is trying to make a cookbook. Like, her dream is to make a cookbook. And, like, if you're... If you're that much of a chef, like, you know what tastes good and what does not, and maybe not to feed your husband raw quail eggs. Yeah. Well, you don't eat raw eggs. That's a pretty basic tip for baking and cooking in general. I learned that when I was 10. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) <laughs> and we also meet the two children. One of them is Aaliyah Shaquat, mm-hmm. uh, a.k.a. Maybe, from uh, Arrested Development. Yep, her name is Madison in this movie. And her character arc is that she's 15. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be treated as a young adult, I guess. I guess her dad thinks she's not a little a child girl anymore. Because she's 15, which, uh And the... Her little brother, I don't remember his Carter. name. Carter. Yeah. Uh, who admittedly does look a little bit like Matthew Broderick, so... Yeah, I can see that. I can uh, see that. But his whole thing is that apparently he has ennui from a middle-aged crisis of being 10. I, I put down, is he dying? Because he was like, oh, some of you have a life to live for, or something like that. And like, or some of you have all your lives ahead of you. And, um, she, and Aaliyah, or, um, Madison, uh, said, like, oh, is he gonna get extra presents this year? Or something she like said that. that every year he does this and that he makes a big deal about being depressed to try and trick people into giving him more and better presents because oh. they feel bad for him. Oh, I must have missed that. I thought he was that like dying. That comes by later. Yeah, I was just. That's much worse. I just thought that they were like, wouldn't it be funny if a ten-year-old was world weary, and that was as far as they got. But apparently, he does it because he's sociopathic, which fits into what we learn about him later. 
That's true. Because he has one other characteristic that we'll get to when we meet the other family. That is true. But wow, that doesn't uh, that doesn't look very nice for depressed people. Nope. That they're just doing it for attention. So and I mean, there's so, a lot of ableism in this anyway. And so it's bedtime, and uh, mom and dad are going to bed. And he's trying to encourage her to write her own cookbook instead of editing other people's cookbooks. And literally all we've seen from her as far as cooking is just feeding him raw eggs. And I was like, I don't know why she would ever think to write a cookbook. And we make sure to say out loud so that everyone in the conversation understands that he is upset because his father moved around so much so he never had Christmas traditions Mm. and that's why he's so strict about Christmas Mm. and then they proceed to lie in bed and discuss each of their different family members tragic flaws one by one Mm -hmm. just in case anyone wasn't sure of them right yep when we hear a noise from outside and it is neighbors moving in Mm mm-hmm and apparently they're moving in the middle of the night just because like you do and the movie comments on it as well and points out that it's weird but has no explanation for why it's happening no it's just it is just they're just weird and i'm more confused why the truck is like beat up and everything Mm -hmm. like it's a rental truck it doesn't matter who's driving it it doesn't get more beat up because of that right he uh, steps on a, a fallen light bulb in the snow. Oh, yes. Or no, uh, he doesn't so, step on it yet. There's a fallen light bulb in the snow. Yeah, so we then see Dane DeVito and family moving boxes out. We don't mm-hmm. see Dane DeVito proper, really. We just see a small bald man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he drops a light in the snow, and it's like, okay, we're setting up something for later. Yeah, Chekhov's light bulb. And... He comes over to introduce himself to the neighbors the next day Mm -hmm. and also steal their newspaper, I guess. Yeah, he's very intrusive from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And uh, he introduces himself, and it's Dane DeVito as Buddy Hall, Mm -hmm. as in Deck the Halls, Mm -hmm. as in Punch the Halls. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so it's Dane DeVito, Mm -hmm. and he... Injures himself. They do a big to-do. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth plays his wife. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Her name is Tia. Tia. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy this casting just because I'm pretty sure Danny DeVito is literally the only person in Hollywood who could be shorter than Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> yeah. She, he's the only person that can make Kristen Chenoweth seem tall. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um... Buddy, like Danny DeVito's character, also talks about or like asks Matthew Broderick if um, if he has a cat um, because apparently he dropped a refrigerator on a cat, but most of it got away. So that was fun. Yep, violence against cats is always funny. Violence against cats, huh? Violence um, against cats is never funny, especially in this household. Right. Um. Yeah. And they proceed to have a big, uh, we're talking to each other, a lot of chaos, mm-hmm. and then Dane DeVito walks away and keeps uh, the mug and the paper, so he just steals his coffee, I guess. Also, there's a boner joke. Yep. Yep, because Matthew Broderick, 
apparently had he has his robe open and Kristen Chenoweth is like, oh, you're excited to see me or something like that. Well, I will say uh, the costumer for Kristen Chenoweth dresses her like Kristen Chenoweth is usually dressed. She is a large-chested woman. Yes. And she often is showing those off. Yes. And Mm -hmm. they are definitely doing that in this movie. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if you've seen Pushing Daisies, our listeners, but that's basically her entire character is she always wears very revealing clothing. Yes. Yes. Granted, if, like, I was built like Kristen Chenoweth, I would do the same thing. Um... So, but then they talk about how, like, it's not a big deal that, you know, he has this erection going on, um, and Danny DeVito is like, oh, that's, that's how I got her, or something like that, um, because, uh, Kristen Chenoweth did modeling, right? Yes, she says that she used to do some modeling, she used to do some mostly modeling. at community colleges mm-hmm. for arts uh, students. Right. And she's asked, she's like, oh, is that, was he an art student? And she says, no, he was peeping through the windows. Yeah, so Danny DeVito is a pervert. Yes. And, and she married. Potential sexual criminal. She married a sexual criminal. Um, we meet uh, Danny DeVito's two daughters, oh, who are also 15. God, and there's they are... so much sexualization of these girls, and it is really upsetting. And they are both 15, and they're identical twins, mm-hmm. and they're dressed alike mm-hmm. just because. Like, I know a lot of twins, they never choose to dress alike unless mm-hmm. they're doing it specifically as a like joke. Like, for a bit, yeah. Like, no. Identical twins and fraternal twins, too, stop dressing alike once they get to choose their own clothes. Parents are the only ones who think that it's cute. Yeah, agreed. And also, I just want to backtrack, like, there's the whole, like, I mean, I know sometimes this does happen, but it's just kind of annoying sometimes where, like, Danny DeVito doesn't seem to really have redeeming characteristics and, like, you just kind of wonder, like, why Kristen Chenoweth is with him because she's, like, gorgeous and she is smart and capable and funny and I just, I, it, the hot wife, like, schlubby husband, like, trope just is so frustrating <laughs> sometimes. Uh, um, it but, is. Yeah. But yes, when we meet the identical twins, we also get the other, the only other characteristic of our 10-year-old boy in that he is horny. He is a pervert. He is a creepily horny pervert 10-year-old. Yep. Which... And it's just... Maybe if he were 12, it would make more sense for the character, but he's 10, and it just seems very strange. Again, these girls are 15. Like, it's really gross. Like, not only do they have, like, the twin thing going on, which I don't know why that's such a, a sexualized, or a sexualized thing, because no twin is gonna want to do that yeah. with their sibling. No. Like, that is disgusting. Um, and then, yeah, they make these, mm, it's very, yeah, 
upsetting. This is a very gross movie, and I'm worried that we're on a list because we watched it. It's really gross. And we go and we see Danny DeVito's first day at his new job, Mm -hmm. and he's going to be a car salesman. Yep. And as you do with the new guy, you do a little hazing, so three of the other car dealers... Uh, they bet Danny DeVito that he can't make a sale to a random old man in the parking lot. And Danny DeVito's like, no, nah, I'm just going to lay low. It's my first day. They're like, oh, we'll give you $1,000. Like, no, we'll give you three grand a piece. I don't know if they say a piece, but three grand. I think it was $1,000 each, so he would get three grand. They bet him three grand that he can't make a sale to a random person. And he goes out there for maybe like, 10 seconds. Yeah, 10 seconds. Mm. And manages to apparently sell a car to the owner of the dealership. Yeah. And like barely said anything to him, but apparently he's that good of a salesman yeah, that he made a sale in a five salesman. minutes mm-hmm. to the owner of the dealership and made the dealer, the owner pay sticker price. Yeah. And also... He walked in and like conf- said, well, I won. It's like, you hadn't made the sale until the paper signed. Right, yeah, there's a lot of paperwork that goes into that. Buying a car is like a three-hour process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sign a lot of stuff. You got to get credit checks. You have to mm-hmm. make sure you have insurance. It's not a fast thing. Yeah, and like, what could he have said in those like 10 seconds? Like, just basically like, buy this car. You know, like he didn't take him on a test drive or do a walk around or anything like that. He just talked to him for like 10 seconds and was like, well, I sold him the car. <sighs> and so he, he comes home to his family, tells him about his day. He's like, yeah, I sold the car in the first five minutes. Yay mm-hmm. me. And but it's not fulfilling. He wants to make, not that he wants to make a difference. He wants something bigger. Yes, he always felt like he's supposed to do something big. It's so vague and like And apparently he's moved from job to job and Mm. his hot, intelligent, talented wife uh, keeps just being like, no, that's okay. We will move our family. Uh We will get a new house in Mm. a new town and you can get a new job because I want you to find your bliss. You can't find what makes you happy. Even though, like, you have a hot wife and you have daughters who you hopefully love, like, you have a family and, like, apparently enough money where you can buy a house. They mentioned that they're... This is frustrating to me because we were looking at houses Mm -hmm. and apparently... They managed to buy a, like, five-bedroom home Mm -hmm. in Massachusetts when they admittedly have a lot of debt and that he doesn't keep a job well. Yeah, there's no way. he's moved to a bunch of different jobs. Mm -hmm. How did he get this house? Right, and it doesn't seem like... Is she a secret millionaire? I was going to say, and it doesn't seem like she works either. Yeah, she's like... The most that's referenced is that she modeled as right. like for art students. Yeah. Which that's you get what, a hundred bucks a day for that? I think so, something like that. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense that they bought this house. And the daughters do a Google Earth search. Or not Google Earth, but a fake Google Earth. Oh, uh, this is 
don't remember what the company was called. It's so ridiculous. And they're like, yeah, we've been looking up where all the cute boys live, and most of them are nearby. And there's some joke about, uh, I'm surprised you remember that. Your brain didn't hurt from thinking about that, because they're hot, so they have to be dumb. Yep. Basically. And um, they don't see their house. No, but they see the neighbor's house. Yep, the neighbor's houses are all on the satellite, but their house isn't. Which, it doesn't make sense. Like, their no. neighbor's houses, yeah, they're big, but they're not, like, huge. They're, they're not mansions, they're not a... St- mm. Yeah, so their house doesn't show up at all. So, this is the inciting incident for all the conflict, because now Danny DeVito wants to... Yeah. Make his house visible from space. Yep. That is now his mission. And that's how we use the broken light bulb, too. Like, he steps on the light bulb and he picks it up and he, like, looks at it while he's looking at the sky and he's like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make my house visible from space. Um, and that is when Matthew Broderick is woken up by the sound of hammering. And glass breaking, and he mm-hmm. steps outside and to go and talk to his neighbor. And the house is already really well lit up. Yep. And Matthew Broderick says something along the lines of, Hey, you're making so much noise. Don't you realize how bright your house is? And so the conversation switches from stop making the noise to turn off your lights. When the lights were not the issue, mm-hmm. the lights weren't what woke him up. It was the noise, but we right. stopped saying, stop making the noise. Mm-hmm. And also he feels, he gets salesman I guess, by Danny DeVito, and now he's going to let him keep working through the night to put up lights. I don't know. And also, uh, Danny DeVito apparently doesn't understand idioms. Sarcasm. Yeah, he doesn't understand sarcasm, which doesn't really, that doesn't come back at all he's sarcastic in the end like he says some sarcastic things but it's never like oh i guess you do understand sarcasm or something and it's not like he's doing that to be like sly or anything like that where he's like putting on these airs of like not understanding sarcasm it's just like something that's just a thing that doesn't go anywhere and they just have a nice midnight conversation like you do. And we go to, I believe our next scene is time to take our Christmas photos for our family Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. And apparently we're taking the photos on December 4th so that you can get them in time for Christmas, which that's not how it happens. And we find out later they get delivered that day. Yeah. They get several hundred photos printed in a day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which would not happen. Um, and Dan DeVito, he goes to the hardware store and he's buying all of the lights that they have. Then he sees that they have a sleigh in back and he decides to buy the sleigh, even though I don't know it fits for sale or if they were planning on just having it as a display ornament. Yeah, I don't know. And he's already bought so much. I, I was just like, how is he affording all of this? Um, which that's not even like as as far as he goes. He goes so far, and it's like, how much money? Like you can only go. 
I feel like, I mean, I haven't gone that much into debt, but I feel like you can only go so far into debt where people yeah. will still like give you credit money. Because companies are all too happy to give you credit, but they want to know that they're going to get at least the interest back. Right. They don't want to just give you free money. Right. And as someone who's had like a job and good credit and stuff, like I still only increased, last time I talked to uh, the bank, I increased my credit card from like 2000 to 3000 or something. Right. Like my debt limit. It's like, yeah. yeah it's... They're not just going to give you like $500,000 to go buy whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, and he's attached horses and he's duct taped antlers to their heads because mm-hmm. he doesn't, can't get reindeer. Can't get reindeer. And apparently he found these horses. Yeah. Somewhere on the outs- outskirts of town. And that's just the thing we do. And the son, Carter, is on the sleigh, like, and they're like, get away from those horses, because apparently if they're on the outskirts of town, they're going to be, I don't know, more dangerous, I guess. He does say they look skittish to me. So he has the horses, and they're skittish, and Max Brock's like, hey, get out of there. And then we just go on this sleigh ride. Well, they're, like, dressing up Matthew Broderick in a Santa outfit because they all have matching sweaters, and they have to have matching sweaters because Matthew Broderick has to have everything his way. Um, And they're like, no, let's try something different. Why don't we take the photos on the sleigh? Um, So Matthew Broderick is, like, getting onto the sleigh, and they're, like, putting him in a Santa outfit. Yeah, and they... Put them in it because they're gonna be like, "Hey, take the picture here instead." In a Santa outfit. No, I gotta do it by the fireplace. Right. I was in Ferris Bueller. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then I don't know. He must like have cracked the the reins or something like that, and all of a sudden the horses are off to the races. Uh, There's such terrible compositing here. It's (sighs) obviously. Matthew Broderick in front of a green screen mm-hmm. just going, whoa! Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa! All over town and he runs into a car. He runs into several cars. Runs into several cars. Apparently he lives a block from Main Street and he drives to work which that's just, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, walk, get dropped off, something. Um, but yeah. <sighs> and the sleigh manages to and he crashes through the ice. Well, he gets disconnected from the horses. Yes. He gets disconnected from the horses, and then he flies over a car, and there's a kid in there being like, wow, Santa's real. Um, and then he slides down this big hill onto this frozen over lake, and then he crashes through the ice. Yep. And then the next scene, he's ice cold, and because this is a bad comedy from the mid-aughts, we have a gay panic scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, how long was he in there? Because he went on this, like, journey with the sleigh and everything, and he crashed through the ice. And, like, they... I don't think they knew yeah. where he was going. Nope. They managed to find him miraculously. Right. Maybe they followed the trail of the 
of destruction. Yeah. And somehow must have gotten there get across quick. that. Yeah. And they managed to go into the ice and rescue him. Right. Because I can't imagine, like, it takes very long to drown when you're suffering from hypothermia. Yeah. Hypothermia will get you very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so he crashes through and the And so apparently the wife is driving the minivan and Danny DeVito is naked in a sleeping bag with him to prevent him from getting hypothermia. And it's just, I mean, why isn't she just the one? Yeah. Like, yeah, if mm-hmm. you were, had crashed the ice and I needed to raise your body temperature, I would be trying to be the one to save you that way rather than yeah (laughs) i want to be the one worried about driving the car right yeah because plenty of people can drive right yeah i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know either then we get home and he's all fine we're like oh you know he saved your life Mm -hmm. well after he almost ended it it was those dang horses which yeah Honestly, if they would have just let him take the photo by the fireplace, that wouldn't have happened. But it's okay because Danny DeVito photoshopped the Christmas photo for them, uh, a photo of him at the hospital Mm -hmm. and the rest of the family by the fireplace Mm -hmm. later, which apparently they left the hospital to get the photo. I I don't know. I figured, like, in my mind, they were doing a weekend at Bernie's where they just put him up, like, in the sweater and everything while he was still... But then he had the IV in, so that doesn't make any sense. Or the oxygen. Yep, and they get the photos printed Mm -hmm. that day. They have a thousand Christmas cards ready to go because Mm -hmm. that's how printing works. Yep. Um, So then they go to a tree farm... Where they apparently have their own Oh, uh, farm. first, um, Dane DeVito, the lights are flickering. And he's like, hey, I think they're taking our power somehow. Mm. And then we see Dane DeVito plugging in an extension cord into their house. Yeah. And I believe this is also the scene where the kid is like, I want to go to the mall with you. Oh, and yeah. And buy a present for mom. And Matthew Broderick's like, no, malls where all the crazy people are. I bought your mother a present for you already. And so, yeah, obviously the kid wants to spend time with his dad. Mm -hmm. That's his problem or Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. But yes, then we go to get our Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the trees are terrible. There aren't many, like, big trees. Yes, um, well, that's because, apparently, Matthew Broderick has purchased a small plot of land mm-hmm. and has personally planted and cared for these trees. So he is planning, has, like, five years' worth of trees lined up. He said 15 years. He said it took him 15 years oh, to grow that one. Oh, it took And that these it, yeah. five are the next five years. Mm-hmm. Because he wants the perfect Christmas tree so bad that he has taking the care to plant them himself and every year i guess he plants a new one there's no flaws nothing no they are silver noble trees and he's gonna cut down the 
let his kid cut down the tree with an axe. Mm -hmm. Dan DeVito wants to go cut down a tree with a chainsaw. Mm -hmm. And I guess a can of gas gets knocked over somewhere. I guess the gas because of the chainsaw. Also, is gas pink? So, no, that would have had to have been diesel. So, diesel is pink. Okay. And diesel will run like that in the snow. Gasoline wouldn't. Gasoline just evaporates. Okay, gotcha. And will likely freeze at those temperatures. Okay. So, yeah. And you never use diesel in a chainsaw, so I don't know why there was diesel there. I figured it was just because they wanted it to be visible that it was leaking. Yes. And they managed to hit a metal rod with the axe which causes a spark well first the wife uh kelly is like do you smell gas and there's a lovely fart joke where matthew broderick is like i'm trying but i don't think that's me or something like that or give me a break i'm working really hard here (laughs) um i hate fart jokes Um, But yeah, it it makes a spark. It catches all the trees on fire because apparently the gas has leaked to all of the trees. And we calmly watch the trees burn down. No one tries to get help. Nope. No one looks for any way to stop the fire. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, oh, the fire's happening. Oh, Christmas tree plays in the background. Um, And... Yeah, we get a gross joke about 15-year-old girls. Yeah. I don't know what it exactly is. I just Uh, know it's... Well, they're, like, um, running, like, the Christmas light show outside their house. And uh, the mom was like, oh, they're showing them the lights. I pray to God that's all they're showing them. That's the one. Again, they're 15. (gasps) And then we do the scene that is the big conflict of the movie of i'm the christmas guy i'm the one that does christmas you can have another holiday like Like halloween Halloween. and danny devito's like no i'm gonna be the christmas guy and again why wouldn't you with halloween you can't be seen from space god yeah he's gotta be there's no stakes i mean it's it makes you feel like there's stakes but like there are no stakes. It tells us there are stakes, but it completely undercuts them with the actions. Mm-hmm. Like it tells us that, hey, you're in debt and you've had too many jobs, but then mm-hmm. he never has any, like there's only one scene where he suffers from any mm-hmm. lack of money. Right. And even then it seems yeah. more like a plot device than an actual And he's just doing nuisance. this also as house can be seen from space, which is so ridiculous yeah google has everyone on there it's fine so what now now that you've been seen from space now what are are you gonna be happy for the rest of your life like yep he's done something monumental he was on a website once just like everyone else um and uh kristen chenoweth gives uh the gives tia the idea to make a cookbook, but for real moms, which is the same you idea. cook for real families. Yes, and that's the same idea that Matthew Broderick gave her. Mm-hmm. But also, those that's almost every, every cookbook. cookbook is. Yeah, there's very. That's f- not groundbreaking. I feel like there's not really cookbooks for like fancy French 
patisserie and everything cooking that's more of like a class you take because mm-hmm. it's very specific techniques mm-hmm. a cookbook is almost entirely for average people of average skill right but also she was using quail eggs and curry so it's like but that's not people real moms quote unquote i don't think would use quail eggs versus i just yeah yeah and it's caroling night according to our christmas calendar and which again everybody loves caroling night that's totally something that happens and the daughter's not going to join because she's got a date with a sailor a navy a person a a navy sailor which yes you have to be 18 to yeah, join you the have navy to be 18. so the absolute youngest this person could be is 18 and going on a date with 15 year old and the mom is like oh she's not a kid anymore like she's still a kid she's still 15 and they're like no it's fine it's just for tonight because they're only going to be in town for the night because they're sailors Mm -hmm. yeah they have to ship out in the morning and he's like, oh, are they are they in the Navy? And she's like, oh, bye. And it's like, no, that's not okay. And they step outside and there's 20 people that are there to carol. Mm-hmm. And apparently they're just going to carol in front of their own house. <laughs> well, I thought that they were rehearsing. But like, were they? Because he just handed them all of the notes or all of the music. And they keep asking, do you have this song or this song? And Fred Armisen is asking for songs that don't exist because he's foreign. I thought that he said something about them just rehearsing. Maybe. And that they were actually going to carol like the next week or something like that. And then we hear a fake Christmas song from across the street. It's a Christmas rap. And it is ridiculous. Which? And not real. And somebody's like, oh, this is my favorite song. If you're the sort of person who likes watching a lot of bad Christmas movies, let me just say that a good drinking cue or one of your spaces on your bingo board Mm -hmm. definitely has to be a Christmas song that doesn't exist that everyone treats like a great song. Yep. And this is where we get Danny DeVito's lineup. I want to be seen from space! Because as he's being interviewed by the local news... So apparently being interviewed by the news isn't enough. Nope. Being the world's greatest salesman nope. apparently isn't mm-hmm. enough. Nope. He has to be seen from space. Um. And Matthew Broderick wants to. He's like, oh, I'll see about this. I'm going to report him to the police. And he, we have a scene of him trying to get a car out. Mm-hmm. Physical comedy ensues. Yep. And there's he, a guy who's like, oh, no, if you're going to... Uh, be a man and back out like I can help you back out because there are two cars that are just giving him well no not even just giving him enough room they would if the RV didn't have a ballpoint hitch Mm -hmm. and the truck didn't have a winch in front yeah so like those extra six inches are the danger for him yeah and the guy was like well he had a beer in hand so he was probably supposed to be drunk um, and he's like trying to back him out, but also he's watching the light show behind him, Danny DeVito's light show. Um, and Matthew Broderick ends up like getting his, getting the winch. 
um, punctured into his car and he goes forward and backward and then it just rips off the door. Actually, both the doors are ripped off. Both his doors get ripped off and he just Mm -hmm. drives away Mm because he's like, yep, doesn't get any insurance information from the person that he knows is the driver of the RV. Mm. And he goes to the police to file a report because of the light uh, light trespassing is the crime he wants to report. Which, and why wouldn't you just say disturbing the peace? Like, that's an actual thing. Yep. And the cop starts scratching at something. He's wearing what appears to be a brazier. Oh, no. And he says, no, it's just a sling from my wife. Mm-hmm. A brace that my wife got me. For my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, I'll go get the file for you. Dang. And he bends over and he has a whale tail. <gasps> a pink thong. Woo! And Matthew Broderick is so straight at it that he goes out of the police station and doesn't file the police report because mm-hmm. he's too straight. Well, also the, the sheriff was like, no, I'm not going to let you file a police report on this because everybody likes the lights, basically. But Um, again, accurate. Yeah, but also he should have said, like, they're blaring music and I cannot sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, it's a giant fire hazard. That too, yeah. Um, And then we have this moment between Kristen Chenoweth and Danny DeVito where he's like, oh, this lighting thing is stupid, isn't it? And she's like, yes, it is. It's stupid. It's a crazy idea. He's like, I'll take them down. And she's like, no, you don't take them down. Like, yes, it's stupid and crazy, but all good ideas are crazy. Which they're not. Whoever said that, they were wrong. They were very wrong. Um, and so, and again, what are the stakes? There's no stakes for Danny DeVito. Like he gets his, he can see his house from space uh, eventually. And like, then what? Yep. It's not life or death. Literally at the end of the movie, he just says, I'll get my job back. It's like, oh, so that thing that you lost, Mm. you've. Just resolved to get back and no harm, yeah. no foul. Now you're all happy to work at the dealership. And now Matthew Broderick is dressed up in his stealth gear because he's going on a night mission. Mm-hmm. And he teams up with his son, mm-hmm. who he apparently just hoists onto a telephone line. Yeah, the kid climbs up like all the way up a telephone pole. Um, to be the lookout. Which, good job, Dad. Um, also, Danny DeVito got a camel and a donkey and a cow because he's staging a live... Manger uh, scene. Yeah, nativity scene. Um, so, again, like, how much money do they have? How did he get all this? Um, and also, he can't get reindeer, but he can get a camel. Um, and you think that they're going to raise the prices on camel rentals right. around Christmas. Because that's their busiest time of year. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so apparently Matthew Broderick is under the impression that he needs to sneak over to cut the power. Mm-hmm. Because it's too suspicious for a man who lives in the neighborhood to walk 
down the street. Right. Instead, like, he should be dressed up for like a museum heist. And be going through the front yard to mm-hmm. get to the side instead of just going right. a different way. Yeah. The and fuse also, box isn't even like in the basement. It's just outside. Yeah. And uh, Danny DeVito just is popping outside every 30 seconds just in case, as you do at night. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the kid is being lookout and... Oh no, he gets distracted by the teenage girls having a pillow fight. Which doesn't happen. No, and as someone who has had pillow fights with teenage girls, let me tell you, they just swing as hard as everyone else. Yeah. yeah. It is a it's not like, danger. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> like, oh, that's again, and you know what is implied by this. Like there's silhouettes and everything and like you know what this boy is supposed to be thinking and it's so gross because again these are 15 year old girls Ugh. Blech. Blech. um so then matthew broderick hides out in like the manger area and he falls in a poop and then the camel spits on him looks like egg yolks and so he got the poo on him mm-hmm and he manages to get over to the uh, main junction box mm-hmm. and shorts out Just all of the electricity. Mm-hmm. He shorts it out with a single snowball. Snowball. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that wouldn't work. I agree. I like. I'm not an electrician. Mm-hmm. I mostly work in theater mm-hmm. electronics. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it would take a little more than just a little snow to short out. I agree. An exterior uh, grid. Right. Yeah. Anyway. But that apparently works. Um, And then the lights come back on after going out because Danny DeVito has a very fancy generator. Which again costs so much money. Yep, and he's got the gas for it ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he, well, his wife, uh, Kelly, uh, Matthew Broderick's wife, sees him and is like, what are you doing? Um, and then Danny DeVito sees them and they have um, a conversation outside. Um, and I did note that there was no more camel spit on Matthew Broderick while they were speaking. So that's continuity here. Yep. And he... It's like they have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Dan DeVito goes about his way and looks at the fuse box to be like, oh, what happened? And he sees snow and he like forms it into a snowball and says, Finch! So apparently just seeing snow proved to him yeah. that Matthew Broderick sabotaged him. Yep. Made no sense. And so the next scene, Matthew Broderick wakes up and there's a beautiful Christmas tree in his home. Fully decorated and everything. And then he steps outside and there's a new car for him. Mm-hmm. And apparently Danny DeVito is giving him a car as a gift. And also got a Christmas tree in his house without him knowing, without anything breaking or anything like that. It was just set up perfectly uh, as a surprise, uh, like, yeah, I don't know how he was supposed to have managed to do that. Nope. Um, and if it were me, I would be wondering 
how the Christmas tree got in the house. Well, you're always concerned with logistics like that. Yes, I am. (laughs) But also, yes, how did he get into the house? Yeah, it's a huge tree. Which we then go downtown and Mm -hmm. that tree is missing. Mm -hmm. Some vandal cut it down. Oh, no. And stole it in in, uh, ornaments and all. Mm Mm-hmm. The Marilyn Monroe great star. Oh, yes. They didn't have an angel that was big enough. So they used a Marilyn Monroe porcelain doll. Yeah. With the white dress over a, a great... Which was an example of a director promising her that they weren't going to do that. And then they did that. And that's the take that they used. Fun fact about Marilyn Monroe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so he realized the, realizes that the tree was stolen from Times Square and put into his house. And then he is... Well, he's not arrested, right? No, he's given... A package by like his secretary or something who or receptionist oh that's right and she's like hey you've got to pay for this car by noon or something Mm -hmm. or they're going to arrest you right and so we then see Danny DeVito at work and he's got a meeting with the boss or I should say the owner's son Mm -hmm. who apparently is boss and apparently his numbers are down even though, again, he's been there for, like, eight days. Right. And he sold a car in his first five minutes. Yeah. I I don't know how many cars a car salesman has to sell in a month to, like, make their commission and everything. I feel like selling one in the first five minutes of the first day of the month means you're on a pretty good pace. Yeah, but I think it... I. I don't think he was actually going to work after that either because he was so focused on these lights. Yeah, which apparently just not being at work is a thing you can do as a car dealer. I guess. Uh. Um, and as Broder comes and is like, hey, why did you give me this? I thought you said this was a gift. And he's like, well, I sold it to you with only a third of my commission. I'd say most people would consider that a gift. He's like, well, I didn't sign anything. He's like, well, you did because I, I forged, forged your, your signature. signature. And they decide that they're going to settle this at Winterfest. Which, like, first, Matthew Broderick is like, I'm going to call my attorney. Which I was like, yes, you should call your attorney. Um, and then Matt, er, and then Danny DeVito is like, oh, no, you're going to... Let's settle this no, like let's men. Let's settle this like men instead of, you know... Looking at this from a legal perspective in that you forged my signature to buy a car and or not to buy a car, but to give me a car that I did not pay for. So now I supposedly have to pay for this car. So yeah, like that, that's. And they decide to settle it with a speed skating race. At Winterfest. Yep, and whoever wins, like, if Matthew Broderick wins, he has to buy the car, and if Danny DeVito wins, he has to take down his lights. Yep, which, very low stakes, because this sets up the scenario where if Danny DeVito, uh, so if Matthew Broderick wins, then does anyone pay for the car? 
they don't establish that scenario. No, they don't. The car still needs to be paid for. Yeah. Yep. And then we get to Winterfest, and they're trying to knock... They're playing a carny game where you have to throw a snowball at a nutcracker, and if you knock down three, you get a prize or something. Yeah, something like that. Matthew Broderick does a wind-up and throws a pitch that is so strong, it misses the nutcrackers and hits the very old woman from the start of the movie directly in the face and knocks her backwards several like flies her backwards also it didn't look like he was even throwing in her direction no and everyone's like hey the dr finch hit an old woman mm-hmm. and then they are sliding they're like ah we're gonna race down this hill on our toboggans Mm -hmm. that'll prove who's the better man they're just being children and Kristen chenoweth says oh i can't watch and i agreed Mm mm-hmm yep i I really did yeah i agreed with the women in this until until the end and Um, then they're like hey you two you need to be together and find talk this out figure it out and the wives put them together and they're like well we don't have anything in common and then we hear that the santa babies are going to perform and i think we both said no at the same time because we both knew what was coming and they see three young women step on stage and they're but only the backs of them and they are like sexy santa costumes they're ogling them and sexualizing them and talking about how attractive they mm-hmm. are and, and they're and they're yelling they're being very loud like they are they're catcalling like they're, they're drunk patrons at a strip bar on an episode of SVU. And nobody else is even going like woo or anything like that they're yeah, everyone else is just, like, standing calmly, and they are, like, catcalling um, and, really obnoxiously. Yep, yeah, and... Uh, and Matthew, Matthew Broderick says, who's your daddy? And uh, Danny DeVito's like, oh, yeah, you should say that again. And he goes, who's your daddy? Like, even louder. And then the girls turn around, and it's his daughter. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I'm his daddy. I'm her daddy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, no, it was okay to sexually harass those 15-year-olds when they were just random 15-year-olds, but that's my daughter, so it's bad now. And so they wash their eyes out with mm-hmm. holy water at the church, which, mm-hmm. gotta say, that wouldn't clean your eyes at all. Those things are filthy. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. think anyone ever cleans those things. No. And it's just full of a thousand people who have walked by and dipped their fingers in it. Mm-hmm. No, this is not a good place to get clean. No. And then we get the ice race. This is such a bad idea. It's it such is. a bad idea. The lanes are so small. These are not professional speed skaters. Like, it's not like going to an ice skating rink and just, like, skating around. Like, speed skating can be dangerous. I mean, ice skating in general can be dangerous. But, like... And one of the competitors has... Poles, which... Like, for skiing. Yeah, which you shouldn't have... Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, Matthew Broderick wipes out right away because he's tripped by the person with the poles. Um, Shenanigans ensue. Shenanigans ensue. Matthew Broderick ends up going backwards. 
Um, yeah, there's cheating. And then at the very end, Fred Armisen whips his wife to try and pass to get first place. And she ends up tripping into Matthew Broderick. So Matthew Broderick falls over, she falls over. Then Fred Armisen trips over his wife. Mm -hmm. And so Dane DeVito wins because he's the only person still standing and able to cross the finish line. And then, yeah, Danny DeVito wins. And Matthew Broderick is like, yeah, well, you're still, your house still isn't visible from space. How does it feel to be invisible? Yeah, and everyone is, like, so offended at the fact that he said, like, you're invisible. When, like, he has, he has done so much to deserve all of this. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the invisible comment doesn't really have to do with anything that he has done to Matthew Broderick, but Matthew Broderick lashing out is completely understandable. Because... Again, like, Danny DeVito forged his signature and stole a car in his name. And and is stealing his electricity. Stealing his electricity. And is keeping him up at night. Keeping him up at night. And, like, not letting someone sleep, like, that's a legitimate form of torture. Yes. Like, Like those lights and sounds that often. mm -hmm. There's no way he wouldn't be fined by the city. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Um, So, yeah, but everybody's like, oh, my gosh so horrible that you would say he's invisible and then uh dan devito is on the phone with someone and there's a price that sounds so expensive and he's like ah is that in yen Mm -hmm. and he then looks and he sees a vase that his wife owns Mm -hmm. which was established earlier um Someone bumped into it and then saved it from falling. So we're like, mm-hmm. and she, Chris Jennifer was like, yeah, that's my grandmother's face. And it's very important to me. I don't know if it's valuable, but apparently it's worth something. Because be. Danny DeVito pawns it to mm-hmm. buy an LED setup for his house. Mm-hmm. And he's decided to set up a lights and sound show. Mm-hmm. And we see this light music montage. Yeah. And. And then the, he's like hanging more lights and Kristen Chenoweth comes out um, and she is upset with him. Uh-huh. And he thinks it's about the lights and she has the stand for the vase. And she's like, no, this is what I'm upset about. Like, did you pawn this for your lights? And he admitted to it, and she was like, nope, I'm done. And she says, when you said that you wanted to find something that was important, monumental, Mm -hmm. I hoped that eventually you would decide it was me and your daughters. Mm -hmm. Which, Which, yeah, yep. And I, I wrote down, heck yeah, divorce him, Mm -hmm. because... He clearly doesn't respect his family or, like, really anyone. (laughs) Nope. So, yes, then there's a big show at his house, and Mm. we see a quick display of what he has paid all this money for. Mm -hmm. And he's got so many lights on his roof that it's like a Dactronics board at a sporting event. Yep. Dactronics created in South Dakota. And... (laughs) 
so he's got like videos of himself waving at the audience and yeah. elves going by and Santa flying in mm-hmm. and all sorts of different songs playing yeah. set in sync to it. And he's, he's going did a so decent job as a lighting he technician. Did. But he's going so fast with it that he the board starts steaming. Yeah, I saw that. Which is like a weird joke that's clearly like the setup of a he's going so fast and doing so much that it's steaming, but then it has no payoff. Right, yeah. I thought something was going to explode or something. It's just a subtle background yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't know. And his wife and daughters pack up and mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. And he's too busy running the lights to go and stop them. Yeah. Also, I feel bad for anyone in this neighborhood who doesn't celebrate Christmas. Yep. But or, apparently there's only two people in this neighborhood. Just, yeah, because it doesn't seem like there is anyone else and everybody's coming from other neighborhoods to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's got to be other people in this neighborhood. And um, Matthew Brock's like, yeah. oh, I'll stop it. I'll stop it once and for all. And he goes to do... What's like some kind of illegal drug deal, it seems. Mm, But then it turns out he's looking for fireworks. And so apparently his plan is to launch fireworks at his neighbor's house. So he has a heart attack. Yeah, that's his whole plan. Which like, okay, so at best you're looking at like unintentional arson. Mm -hmm. I don't know what his plan is, but he buys all of the fireworks and he the they do the classic well if you're gonna do that you're gonna need this and he comes around with the uh case war with the missile. even special or item yeah it's the war bomb which mm-hmm. uh so he lights them and he slips and trips mm-hmm. accidentally sets off a big box of fireworks on his own roof mm-hmm. and it knocks over the bomb, so he has to go grab it, and he manages to launch it in a different direction, but it goes in through his chimney, mm-hmm. and then launches into his house and bounces off things, and it's mm-hmm. basically flubber, and then it hits the Christmas tree and explodes into mm-hmm. fire. And it's just, what is this firework supposed to do? Like, no if idea. you were at a, a light show, and it's like, okay, now this one... Go straight up into the air, mm-hmm. and then goes on fire. Yeah, I. Didn't there was no boom. Right. Yeah, and also his wife was just standing there watching it, like she was not alarmed. She didn't try to like stop it. She didn't run out of the room. Nothing. She just stood there, like, oh. So, yeah, she wasn't actually upset until the next day. And the cops and firemen are there, and they're like, so you're saying that this just happened on accident, and it didn't have anything to do with the illegal fireworks you were buying? And Matthew Broderick's like, no, that probably wasn't anything to do with it. Which is like, okay, so you're filing an illegal, a false report, Mm -hmm. so that's crime. Mm -hmm. And then the cop says, ah, you're really getting my... You're really putting a knot in my panties with this. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he said panties, yeah, like he what he's wearing. Underwear. Uh, ha, 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 ha. And 
important. Yeah, and then his wife is, like, taking the kids, and they're going to go stay with Tia and the twins, and... Matthew Broderick's biggest takeaway is, what will I eat? Right. That was upsetting, but also, she says, like, because he says... Oh, he he ruined Christmas. And he's talking about Danny DeVito. And she's like, no, the only person who ruined Christmas is you. And that's not true. No. Like, this whole thing was instigated by Danny DeVito. It's very much a situation that, yeah, Matthew Broderick is gone insane with his revenge. But she is completely under angry like she is far too understanding with the yeah. amount of disruptions that her yeah neighbor like is causing. she doesn't seem like too bothered by the fact that they can't sleep because of the lights or the the sound or anything um and yeah she just seems more upset with matthew broderick trying to you know retaliate than she is with danny devito who is literally torturing them yep Hmm. So they go, and now Matthew Broderick is cleaning up his soot-covered living room. Mm-hmm. And, After saying, what do I eat? And he is watching TV, because apparently the TV still works, even though everything is burned to a crisp. Mm-hmm. And there's a melted PlayStation 2 in front of the TV, even though the kid said that he's done with his life because he's already beaten Halo on Legendary, and that's on Xbox, not PlayStation, so like, where's the <laughs> Xbox? But... He's watching TV, and he peeks outside, and he sees Dane DeVito pulling the lights down from his house. Mm-hmm. He goes out and talks to him, and they both realize, oh, man, we've both been big old dum-dums. Mm-hmm. We've both been stinky britches guys. Yeah, and that's when Danny DeVito does a sarcasm, like, oh... No, I'm not pulling the lights or something. He says something about the lights yeah. and it's sarcastic. And I was like, well, okay. They didn't talk about how he doesn't understand sarcasm. And they're like, whatever. Ah, she won't even talk to me. I'm trying to apologize to my wife, but she won't even talk to me. And Matthew Brad's like, well, maybe you need to do something different. And we go to the motel mm-hmm. and they are decorating a stick with bottles of alcohol to try to be Christmassy, which like, that is just sadder than not having anything. Well, it's also expensive. Like, taking bottles from the mini bar is expensive. I mean, if you open them. I thought it was just, like, it charges you if you take anything out of the fridge. Because isn't it weighted? It, That's what I always I'm pretty sure that told. it's just at the end of... it. I... As I understand, it's just at the end of your stay, they look in the mini bar and then we'll charge you for anything that's missing. That's why you have to give them the credit card up front. Yeah, well, I know that you have to give them a credit card up front. Yes, I've not heard of weighted mini bars. I don't know. I I have. And you stayed in more hotels as a kid than I did. Um, And the twins are reading Emily Dickinson, and one of them is like, I think I'll go to law school because we're reading words and my head doesn't hurt. Right. Yeah. Because uh, Madison gave or lent them them Emily Dickinson books. And all of a sudden, because they're reading poetry, they want to go to or one of them wants to go to law school because, oh, my God, books. (sighs) 
and they see some lights outside and the young kids the boy starts following them they're like hey look at these lights and they start following this path of lights that has been set up. So apparently... They stretch across town. Yes. Like, they stretch all the way across the town square, all the way to Danny DeVito's house. So there has a light path that has been created with all the lights that Danny DeVito had that goes from his house, down the street, down Main Street, all the way to the hotel, taking up the middle of the road mm-hmm. the entire way. Mm-hmm. And it has not been... Uh, it works perfectly. The power gets through the entire thing fine. Mm-hmm. They did it without stopping any traffic anywhere or mm-hmm. blocking any streets. Mm-hmm. And they managed to do it up to the motel without being heard mm-hmm. and then snuck away and got back before the family got out and noticed anything was up at all. Time means nothing in this movie. Yeah, time and money, both meaningless. Yep. You can just say that you want to put up lights and it happens. Yep, it the happens. The amount of like actual effort that mm-hmm. goes into hanging that many lights is not discussed. Yeah. But yes, this path is highly illegal, very dangerous, and logistically impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so they follow the light path and then they see a dinner out for them. And Kristen Chenoweth is like, if you think some lights and a TV dinner. And then she looks and it's like actual dinner sans turkey or something yeah they're like we couldn't get didn't have enough time for a turkey but they've made but they've made a huge dinner they made recipes from the cookbook they're working on that shows that they listen yeah it's uh... and dan devito apologizes for selling uh kche's granddaughter grand mother's face i hate that you said kitchen <laughs> i figured you would. that's awful um and he apologizes by getting back the thing that he stole yeah and so all's forgiven and but then she's like how'd you afford it and he says oh let's just say we're not going to be using any of our credit cards for a while that's not okay it's like okay, no. you're, so you're, you're still saying, dangerously in debt. Yeah, you put them in even. You put yourselves in even more credit card debt. Like she should not take you back. You are not financially responsible. Um, and then they go outside, and oh, the whole town's here. But it's not to see the lights. It's because the word was sent out that you needed help. And when the word got out that George Bailey needed help, why the whole town showed up. But that was a good movie. It was. And <laughs> everyone came to bring their lights to add to Danny DeVito so that he can be seen from space. Because MTV News is coming tonight. And apparently MTV is going to go live with the news as MTV does. Yeah. I don't know. And then everybody puts them up in you know 10 minutes or something yep they managed to do this amazing light display yeah with all these new lights Mm -hmm. and they've got all the electrical work all figured out yep and they flip the switch and it is bright for a split second and then goes dark Mm -hmm. then everyone starts holding up their cell phones and Mm -hmm. lighting their candles and then Kristen Chenoweth sings Oh Holy Night because Kristen Chenoweth is in this movie. Right. And 
She and everybody's holding cell phones instead of lights or candles because that's what they have. And it's so beautiful, and everyone is so happy. Also, Oh Holy Night is a terrible song to choose if you're going to have so many people singing it. Like, it is not an easy song to sing. Also, Oh Holy Night is a... So Christmas songs basically come into two categories, the religious and the commercial. Uh Because of all your Santa ones and your pretty lights ones, and Mm. I Don't Want a Lot for Christmases are Mm. all just about the general feeling of the Christmas of getting presents. Mm -hmm. And this movie has been entirely about lights and Mm. presents and has had no mention of God outside of the scene where they said, we're going to hell for looking at our daughters and are washing their eyes with holy water. Mm -hmm. And now suddenly the big song at the end is one of the more religious songs. Right. Literally, the second word is holy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody stops for the high note, which Kristen Chenoweth yeah, sings Yeah, the town remembered herself. to give her the solo. Mm-hmm. Be- yep. Like they rehearsed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then they see, or the kid sees that there was a giant plug unplugged um, so he plugs it back in, the lights all come back up, and then the people at the space, whatever. The Cal Pen at the, the space. The Cal Pen at the space place, um, where they're looking to see if this, the lights are if visible. If it lights up, if it light, it's, if it's visible from space. Um, which Cal Penn has British accent in this. He's not a British actor. And, and he doesn't do a good British accent. He doesn't accent. do a good British accent. It's very bad. I like Cal um, Penn. He... I do too. Was not good in this. Yeah. I was like, why do you have British accent? You don't have to do that. They see it light up, but it's as if like a very bright flashlight was flashing at them. And they're like all shielding their eyes like, oh, it's blinding. We're... Just because the monitor shows something. That's not how computers work no that's not how lights work that's not Mm -hmm. how anything works no that's not how any of this works like there were lights that were already like bright on the screen like there were already blips of like information where it was lit up and those weren't like shining like a beacon at them it was just yeah it was blinding um and then the kid is like, can we do this every year? And Matthew Broderick is like, I, yeah, I think I, I think that sounds great. Well, so, he does say that before they light it up. Yeah. So when everyone's standing around with the cell phones and everything and singing the song before the lights go on. Even still, like, but yeah, he, Matthew Broderick learned nothing He's just he just he's just gonna keep being a doormat, um, and uh, Danny DeVito learned nothing. He got he, everything he wanted. He got vindicated. And Kristen Chenoweth was like, uh, "I'm glad to be back." He's, and he says, "I'm gonna get my job back." And yep. he's just gonna ask he's, for his job selling cars back, I guess. And he's gonna get it back, and everyone will agree. Yep, you get your job. Yeah. 
<sighs> Don't watch it. End of the movie. Don't watch this movie. It's so bad. Don't watch this movie. We paused it halfway through because we needed to refill our eggnog and it was a horrible realization of, oh no, we're only 45 minutes into this 90 minute movie. Yeah. It's so bad. It's so gross. It's so terrible. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it. It's really frustrating. And it's it all comes down to pride again. Like, it's so... There's so many ways that pride, like presents itself in this movie and it's just it's so obnoxious um because just like let it go um like the like when he could have gotten his attorney instead of doing the skating the speed skating thing like mm, this movie was so frustrating um yeah and like with the with his wife being like, oh, you ruined Christmas instead of like, you know, being angry at Danny DeVito for being an absolute sociopath. Um, yeah. So this was very bad. Yeah, I give it one Danny DeVito out of five Monstars. What's Monstar? The basketball playing Looney Tunes and Space Jam. Because they're very tall and Danny DeVito's fit not. Okay. It's well, there a bad you go. Movie. That's that's our rating, I guess. <laughs> Don't I'm watch tired. it. I didn't Save like yourselves. this movie. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed us. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed reveling in our misery. Yeah, this was. Yeah, we watched this so you didn't have to. Um, you thank can... you for listening. Um, Rick, you can find on social media. I'm on Twitter at Rick Boston. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Allie Daniels. And Make like sure and subscribe. And this has been... Reach out to us with any comments you have. Oh, yeah, that so too. So that we can try and make this better. Say hi to Dylan Loomy. Mm-hmm. You can also request that we watch certain movies. Um, if you want to send us a message or anything, but yeah, this has been 30 below with Rick and Allie. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. Bye.